Welcome to Detox with D-Rich, where we talk and learn from inspirational members of our community and beyond. Now, from the Little Apple in Manhattan, Kansas, a man that is more perspiration than inspiration, your host, Derek Richards. Another fantastic podcast, Detox. We are here. We are about ready to dive into some really important questions with my fantastic guest this week, Sean Smith. Yes, happy to be here. There's Sean. He is a real estate agent at Alliance Realty. He's a good friend, and um, I'm just looking forward to today. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to feel like we have to accomplish much. I think we we just need to be present. Mm-hmm. Um, we might answer some really important questions. Hard hitting. Yeah, we might we might solve some mm-hmm. really important um, problems that we have in the world. Yeah, we're gonna figure it all out right here. So no pressure. We're so, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're fun. yeah you're you're on you're on the ride. And uh, Sean Smith is a, is a unique talent. Um, he uh, he's able to uh, really muddle. Uh, information and and extract what's really important. I think out of every situation, would you agree, Sean? You think you have that talent? I'll take that compliment. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's always interesting to see it's what other perception. people think of your brain outside of your own brain. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I would call this podcast our thirty for forty because you just turned thirty. Sure did. I just turned forty. Sure did. And. This is going to be as interesting as a thirty for thirty on ESPN. So, oh, and we got a camera going. We got look. We got a. We're actually in a studio. Well, this is legit. I'm uh, a. I'm a little like you know. I feel bad because I wanted more on the walls. I wanted to feel like Joe Rogan. I wanted there to be like you know Muhammad Ali posters behind me or, um, I don't know. I don't know what to get. Maybe well, maybe gotta, some Beastie Boy posters. You got to let it have a little time. Maybe call. For the fans, the fans out there, if you want to send in some wall art to detox, but but again, get it, on there. I can't. I can't be pretentious, right? It's got to be like it's got to be about me, right? Enough about me, but not like something interesting that people would get. Yeah, yeah. You just let it be organic. What would be in your? What would be in Sean Smith's room growing up in seventh grade? What would be on his wall? Oh, seventh grade. What would I have on my wall? Uh, in the Derby, Derby, Kansas, by the way. Yeah, Derby, Kansas. I would have some local, like high school football posters. You know. Wait, seventh grade? You're thinking about high school football at seventh grade? Yeah, it's big time there down in Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lifestyle. From, yeah, that's kind of we kind of do the Friday night lights. You know, if you've seen that movie, you know what we've kind of got going on there. So, uh, which is cool. Um, you know, it gives the community identity and it's something kind, to do. And it's kind of like China. It's, it, you know, they have the, the photo of their emperor in every household. Right. You guys have the, the current poster of the starting lineup for. Yeah, no, it's, uh, less than China. It's more like, uh, 300, the movie when they're talking about Sparta and the <laughs> intro and they're like, as a young boy, he was taken from his family and then they send you out to the wolves. That's like us, like. In third grade, you start playing football, and then you need to be raised into a derby football player until you graduate. Did you wear shirts in the in the poster, or was it just like just the pads, like a like a Bo Jackson poster? Was it just abs, like like the movie Three Hundred? No, there was no abs. I mean, they could have airbrushed them on, uh, but we didn't have that technology. I mean, it was two thousand and 
five. So, yeah. Um, no, uh, I think it was usually pads or just the jer- the classic jersey, no pads with no, the jeans. No smiling, you know? right? Oh, yeah, you got to look tough because, you know, you're 13. Was there ever 14. one guy that just did smile in the photo and you're just like, that's the kicker? Like, that's obviously the place kicker. No, I think the if you're the place kicker, you've got to act really tough because you go, everyone's looking at the poster being like, that guy's the kicker, yeah. which is probably what they were saying about me. It's not like I'm a huge guy anyway, you know. They thought you were the kicker? Sean. No, I mean. D-back, for sure. Oh, yeah. Tyron Matthew. Just yeah, no. breaking very stuff up. Very similar skills to all the NFL players. Not. Yeah. But I had a great time. It was really fun. Were you ever disappointed in yourself in your football career when you didn't make the tackle because you just didn't want to tackle the guy? Did that ever happen? I'm assuming. I'm sorry if I'm assuming. No, no. That's a good question. Um, I don't think I had the didn't want to make the tackle. I think it's one of those like you're young and dumb and you think you're invincible. Oh, so you, you, you just let it all out. So it was kind of just like, let's just go and have fun. Um, this is my experience of football. So maybe that's why I'm asking this sort of yeah, question. No, you're Cause I didn't want to get me. hit. Yeah. We've talked about that. Cause yeah. so you didn't like the hitting when you, when you played and then that's why you, no. you got it. So I liked no. the hitting. Yeah. I didn't like the hitting. I didn't like, um, being slow. I didn't like being out of shape. I didn't like, um, going up against 16 year olds that had, you know, basic full grown mustache men. Right. And I'm yeah. trying to find leg hair on my my calves so we all have our own timeline you know yeah but you know it comes around guys uh you know when you're 40 uh hair grows everywhere yeah it happens yeah not not to you though you you've been a lucky guy uh yeah i'm doing all right i mean i think the last couple years have helped i've got a pretty patchy facial hair which is kind of a curse in the era where every man is supposed to have a beard so i'm jealous of you in that but we're getting there so what i've noticed at 40 is that Yes, the beard is there. The back hair is uh, is in full effect. I love the shoulder hair in the mornings when I'm brushing my teeth. Oh, little it, shoulder fro. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it may, it just reminds me how uh, how much of a troll that I am in mm-hmm. in this lifestyle. But that's okay. Um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's humbling. So what does Corey think of that? Are you guys doing the couples like she's shaving your shoulders and your back? Or oh, yeah. is she an all natural? What's that? Well, it's, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> there's the, the transparency of it all is I will ask Corey to shave uh, my, my neckline on my, on my, on my neck. Cause she, right. cause that's what affects her. She's like, my husband looks like, you know, trash, you know, I need, right. I need to clean take care of that. But what I, I kind of like give her the tap, like I need, I need to keep going. Like I need the whole, I want the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's it. Give me the full package. How does she, yeah, even does though she, she like that task? Well, she showed up for, she showed up for the, the, the trim of the neck. Mm-hmm. She didn't know, but it's kind of like fool me, fool me, her. fool me once, you know, but this has kind of been going on for 15 years. So she's, she's pretty tired of it. She's like, she's like, do you want me to shave your back? And I'm like, Yeah. 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 I do. Do you find that it keeps you warmer in the winter though? Like do you grow it out in the winter? No. No, that's the that's the problem. It's it, there's no advantage to it. Except that uh I that was the point I was getting into. The facial hair mm-hmm. now just cuz it's everywhere, but it's turning gray, Sean. You got yeah. things to look forward to, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm a great I'm I'm going gray. Gray fox and uh 
Enjoy your 30s, though. 30s are going to be great. I'm excited for it. Um, but let's let's break down. You just got into a car accident? I did this week. Can, we, w- can we reveal this? Is this, this isn't going to hurt insurance or anything like that? You're gonna, I hope not. Uh, it wasn't your fault, though. No, it was not my fault. Uh, okay, so the story, it was, uh, well, the night before my 30th birthday this week, me and my roommate, uh, Garver were uh, gonna go play Hello, nine Andrew. holes at Wildcat Creek, um, and we were driving down Juliet. Okay, so we've got the right of way. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Life. There's no. There's, there's no stop signs on Juliet. Yeah. Well, there's that one at the four way. Right. It, when you. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. keep going. Besides the point. Not important. Then a uh, really big ninety five F one fifty. You know, back when they made them with real metal, mm-hmm. uh, just blows the stop sign, t-bones us, gotcha, freaks us out. It looked exactly like all those commercials where it's like wear a seatbelt mm-hmm. in slow mo. We were a little bit in shock. Did Everyone you, was okay. Did was there a flash? Was there a moment before the the crash that you were like, I'm I'm compromised. I have nowhere else to go, or or is yes. it, or is it or is it hit? Now I know where I'm at. Or did you see him coming? I didn't see him coming. Um, I think there was a moment where, like, I, in my mind, I see the car make impact, and then I think I see, like, because he hit us, and then we, like, got pushed into the whole other lane of traffic. Gotcha. You know? um, okay, first first thought. You, you're, you first just, thought you after. Ju- you just got in a wreck. Well, so Garver's on the passenger side. His airbags deploy. So my first thought is like, oh, my gosh, is he okay? Driver's side? Was there a driver's side airbag at all? No driver's side airbags okay. deployed. It was just all on the passenger side that everything happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are you okay? We're both kind of in shock. He's doing the are you okay? And then we're like, we're fine. We're fine. And then okay. you're just kind of like, you know, doing the the personal body check being like, is everything okay? Am I just in shock and it's not okay? But everything was good. And then we He's have still good. The driver of the other car? Driver of the other car jumps out of his truck and runs around to my side. And he's like, are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? So credit to him. He just wanted everyone to be okay. That's good. Because uh, he knew, you know, it's his fault. Yeah. You know. He was in trouble. He was in trouble. He was a, a younger oh, kid. Texting. I don't, know. I don't want to speculate. Mm. Did cops show up? Yes, I called the police. He called his parents. Uh, Did he some, know how to handle the situation? Was he like, "Oh, this is this is normal protocol. You just get your insurance cards out. We'll take care of this." No, I think he was a younger kid. Maybe hadn't been driving much, and mm. you know, we all make mistakes. Everyone was okay, and everyone's safe. That's the important thing. That is um, so good, good perspective. Good there. perspective. That's right. Uh, in terms of what's important in life. Um, no, at it, no point you wanted to strangle this kid or like maybe the, the justice of the situation wanted to come out of Sean and say, Hey, I need to, I need to sit you down because you're, you're almost 30 now. So you then you start developing those dad traits of like, Hey, it, this is a, this is a lesson that I need to teach you. No, I didn't. Strangely was not angry. I think the shock kind of made it. And then one, the relief of like, everyone's okay. I'm Okay roommates okay other guys okay yeah uh strangely put some good perspective in there he was a younger younger kid so i think he was kind of freaking out and i could like see my so Mm. i did kind of dad him i didn't like get angry at him or but like when the cop showed up and 
it's like, where's your insurance? And yeah. he's doing the whole, like, my brain isn't working. My life is, yeah. this is really right, bad. Son, I'll, I'll, really show, bad. I'll show was, you. Where, you know, where, where, where does your insurance card usually be? And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll come find it for you. I was you. like, you might want to check your wallet. A yeah. lot of people put it in there. <laughs> you might want to check your glove box. A lot of people put it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that type of stuff. So, uh, and then, you know, when you're lingering around waiting for the, the tow trucks and all that and waiting for the police to do the report and everything, he was like standing there and freaking out and, how and, interested uh, are people about accidents? Oh my gosh. So many people show right. up. Uh, I think like within 10 seconds, there was like five people in the intersection, which shout out to Manhattan, Kansas. Amazing people. Okay. Always want to come check and make sure you're all right. Mm. So we had the I initial think round of that. Sean. Yeah. It's like watching a train wreck, right? Like yeah, we need to come literally. see this. But then in like the hour long process of the cleanup and the and, and all that, we I think maybe had like fifteen people come by and be like, Are you okay? I watched it from my window. It looked I, bad. I I will give a report. Yeah. I, I will right, write one right, right now. Yeah, there was one lady that ran up. She's like, I'll stay as long as you need. I saw everything that happened. And I was like, I think it's okay. Yeah. I think we're all it seems pretty good. Yeah, this dry. isn't a crime that needs to be solved. Yeah. We understand no. what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, people like their 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 crime podcast. So it's a chance to be in a real life one. Right. You know? Yeah, and it's real life. This isn't, you know, social media, you know, this is this is really happening. This isn't a video game. I had uh at the fraternity, we lived on college and oh, what was that street where that intersection was just classic just wrecks all the time. Yeah. Just like the city did something wrong and needs to put a a four-way stop sign in yeah. in there. But it would just be every semester. Just you just hear, and you're like, everybody out of the house. Let's yep. go. Let's go. Let's go watch. It. Yeah, let's yeah, watch. That's why the- we keep renting this apartment over here. You know, <laughs> yeah. we get the action over here. Yeah. What else? What else is about being thirty, Sean? Like that? Um, that excites you, or you know, is it is it scary? Uh, is it waters that you are? What, what was your mindset going into it, or is it just another day? I think it feels more just like another day. I think I was more having that freak out when I turned 29 because I was like, oh my gosh, you have one year of your 20s left. Mm-hmm. But it is, when you're 23, 30 seems like... A death sentence? Uh, yeah, yeah, incredibly old. Right. When you're actually 30, you're like, I feel about the same <laughs> as I always have. So yeah, that's good. I don't know. I mean, I've I've only been doing it for a day, so... We'll see what kind of perspective life brings at 30. I but. assume you feel smarter, maybe, just like you've you've earned the the life longevity so that you have wisdom that can be bestowed. Maybe yeah. not yet. Yeah. I mean, I think that's every phase of life, right? When you're 18, you think you're the smartest person in the world, and mm-hmm. then you do a couple more years, you realize the 18-year-old you was really dumb. Mm-hmm. I assume, maybe you can give me some perspective on this at oh, 40. Sure. Yeah. I assume that just continues forever, but then the world starts to treat you more like you know eh. what you're doing the older you get. Eh. I, I, don't, I don't try to BS myself. If I give any advice, I'm pretty sure I'm aware that it's just, uh, I'm just seeing if th- that rock floats or sinks i'm just right, yeah. i'm just throwing things in the pond i have no idea what's going to happen but i think that's wisdom right like you get that oh, humility yeah. of knowing fail. like i don't have it figured out i have failed fail forward always fail forward yeah. yeah always yeah good perspective always make sure that this is a learning opportunity if it doesn't go well absolutely yeah, yeah. so i'm excited for it. 30s now, will be fun now i 
I don't know if this is a sore subject, but I mean, you didn't dunk. No, I didn't dunk. You didn't dunk. We should probably give some context for the listeners. I'm assuming that they they for, don't watch my social media all the time. Our my producer Adam back there. We we need to let you know. Sean committed to dunking by by thirty. Dunking a basketball, yeah. men's basketball was it? A men's basketball. Now yeah. that now that we're kind of getting into the, like the semantics of it all, we are we do need to be specific. Yes. Okay. So ten, ten on my yeah, 29th I'll let you birthday. Go. Go ahead. Like I said, kind of having a freak out. Like, oh, you only have one year of your 20s left. Mm-hmm. I decided to promise the world via Facebook and Instagram and everything via video that uh, I would dunk a basketball yeah. by my 30th birthday because yeah, I've you never are, done it. You're all in, dude. I was all in. The you're you're pot heavy when you when you go to the I was the committed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, then I proceeded to you know as a thirty year old I'll say I'll be humble and say I proceeded to not fully commit in actuality to doing the work required to dunk. Uh, I would be consistent for like a month or two months, and then work would get busy, life get busy, something, those excuses that you make up that everyone has. Well, hold on. Were you seeing, were you doing things that were elevating? Because I could see, okay, I can just assume you're, you're doing work, but you're like, uh, my vertical's not get going anywhere. Like this is, this is, I'm not getting closer to my goal. I'm just like staying where I'm at. Is that, is that what you experienced or were you seeing gains? I, I think, Early on, I was seeing, you know, it's just any time you start working out or doing a different type of workout, that first two weeks, it's like, I'm just sore and this sucks. <laughs> I don't really feel any different. Then you get your legs underneath you, in this case, literally. Yeah. My legs were feeling great. And so I was maybe seeing like marginal improvement Did in you, my vertical. But you never dunked before, right? There wasn't, never like, there wasn't like old Sean that was, no. you know, rocking the rim. I've always been able to since like high school, been able to touch rim. And I would say on my 29th birthday, I was still there. So touching the rim, how much more inches are we talking about? I mean, you probably need what to get the basketball and everything. Probably at least six more inches. Six or seven. So I think that's reasonable if you stay committed to your goals and don't lie to yourself. (laughs) Don't BDS yourself and don't uh, take, you know, months off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Fast forward to uh, yesterday, my 30th birthday, I had not done the work required to live above the rim Mm -hmm. as I uh, had promised. Time was out. Clock was over. Right. So, uh, you know, about a month ago, I start thinking, okay, very clearly I'm not going to dunk. I had had friends and family checking in on the (laughs) dunk status throughout the year. My children were devastated yesterday when I showed them. I'm sorry that I broke your children's heart. It was like Mean Joe Green, like walking out of the stadium, and like, like why, why would you, why would you do this to us? I know. I let every, I let the world down. So, yeah, I needed to diffuse that with humor. Okay. So, I had to make fun of myself. <laughs> I had to shoot a fake press conference right here in this room. Oh, was that fake? Yes, it was. It was in fact a fake are press you, conference. They don't actually have media outlets that are covering my ability to dunk. Well, I guess we do now. Detox does. I, I think the number one outlet for Sean dunks by thirty. Yeah, the number one podcast in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, by far. It's it's for sure unanimous. Unanimously, download rate five stars. Subscribe. Yeah. YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. I've always wanted to do that. 
Uh, yeah. So I shot a fake press conference announcing to the world that I could not dunk, making some you know fake excuses as yeah. to why I couldn't dunk. Uh, hopefully, making some people laugh. And uh, I just think kind of calling I, myself a loser, so no one else could call me a loser. I think and you just then, made everybody more mad. Actually, in my opinion, I, I don't think you got yourself out of it with humor, Sean. Yeah, I think we're still expecting Sean Dunk, Dunk Sean. It needs to happen. So, so feel free, everyone, cab- just give me some accountability. There Be like, a ca- you're a loser and you can't dunk. Uh, you need. Are you doing the work required to dunk? Can are you make- doing the work required to live above the rim? All right, that's the new T-shirt. That's going to be online soon. Make sure you get your orders uh, in early because there's only going to be a limited supply of Sean needs to dunk or Sean sucks. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sean's a loser that can't dunk. But you did make you did you did put a caveat. You said, "Hey, I still could dunk by 30." I still can't technically in the semantics argument, That's right. right. I said I would dunk by 30. I am still 30. Mm-hmm. So, all right. As of to this recording today, we have 363 more days so you to went, get there to dunk. You were pot heavy, and then you, you went into your, your pockets for change, right. and you threw it on the no, poker table. I was at the casino. We ran out of money. Yeah. You go to that ATM. Yep. You pull more cash out. That's right. Yeah. You actually take credit on the credit card. Oh, cash. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I had a friend do that one time. Horrible Whoa. idea. Actually, I had a friend. What's the interest rate on that money? That's got to be like 18%, right? Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I had a friend one time. We were at the casino for a bachelor party. I'm excited for this. He got lost in the slot machines. He We lost him the whole night. Okay. Uh, shows up for the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, did he meet someone? No. Okay. No, didn't meet someone. He just, he got lost in the, in the slot machines. Uh-huh. Lost all of his money rather quickly. He came in to check in with us to let us know that he had lost all of his money. Mm. And then we didn't really see him until the next morning. And then he walks into the hotel room and he's like, guys, I messed up bad. And we're all like, what? And he's like, I ran out of all my money. (laughs) And I took the company card out. (laughs) And I went to the ATM machine and I pulled cash out. Now, Lucky for him, not lucky for him, but lucky for him, it was a family business. Okay, so it's the family business's company card. Wait, right? that's not good. That's worse. It's that, way worse. You got to tell your mom. It's way worse, but your you dad. You borrowed money against the your, company. Right. Your dad probably can't fire you. Right. Your dad's going to give you a little grace. You know, he should he should yell at you that day. Yeah, he should maybe not put you in the will because you're not going to be responsible with this company after I die. Right. So he's, he's having this like spiraling trauma of like, oh my gosh, what have I done? How do I make and this right? And also like didn't win money with the money he pulled off the company card. So there's no like money to put back in. At what point in his brain, because obviously he learned that lesson, like, how do I fix this? Because before he was like, oh, I know how to fix this. I just got to go get more money. Right. I'm always going to win, right? It's like the gambler's lie. I'm just going to get back up. I'm just going to get back up. I just got to be able to ride it out all night long. (laughs) It's coming back. So he comes in. He's telling this, you know, horrible story. We're all freaking out being like, uh, what? Yeah. Just like you reacted. And And then he goes, don't worry. I've figured it all out. Oh, okay. I just threw the company card into the parking lot of the casino, and I'm going to report it stolen today. Oh, no. Double down. (laughs) To which we we responded. (laughs) How many? Wait, hold on. You You got to think of the... You're in Vegas? No, we're in 
uh, Topeka, Kansas at Prairie Band Casino. Very low stakes. Either way, either way, this 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 strategy that this guy has thought of. He's quadrupled down. He's how many people have probably have done this where the cops show up and they're like, Yeah, we've heard this story before. Oh yeah. He cannot be the first person to invent the idea of I lost all my money at a casino. Let me just report I, my cards. Insurance stolen. always is gonna take care of everything. So we bring up the the thought of that may not work for you, considering you were in a casino being recorded the entire time, as well as when you go to an ATM, there is a camera that takes a picture of your face to verify for the exact reason of fraudulent credit card charges at an ATM. Oh, uh, wait, so that didn't work. Wait, wait. So you did you educate them about his his plan? Yes. Okay. No. We all brought. Did this. it take? A, did it take a while for him to like? Oh, you're probably right. Or? I think that was the first time he had thought about that factor. <sighs> but he the card is still that. The card's still gone though, right? Did he actually throw it? Well, then we were like, you should probably just go get the card in the parking lot, like right now, before it actually does get stolen. <sighs> That's good. Uh, and then he eventually, you know, he worked it back to, you know, we just got to come come clean and we're gonna have to call dad today and let him know what happened and and also can i borrow 40 dollars to put gas in my car so i can drive back home how much money are we talking about i don't know i, I mean, I mean we is were, it thousands or what are we talking about here I, I don't know how much i didn't really ask and it's been it's been like seven years since that happened we were much younger men i'm i've been to casinos multiple times i think it's extremely enjoyable to watch the game but when you're with a group of people that lose and they have that gambling uh, itch, it, yeah. it it is it is a grim feeling, folks. It is a, and I'm sure a lot of people have noticed this. Like you keep asking your, yourself, like, why is this a thing? Like, why why are we at human nature doing this? I mean, I'm sure we're, you know, act like dumb monkeys in many other areas of our life. But the casino is just like bleak. You know, mom, yeah. moms are like telling their kids, "Hey, sit here. We got. I got to go down and get some rent money." Yeah, it never. I've never been to Vegas, but in the casinos I've, I've been to, or like the bingo halls that I've been to, it does not look like it does in the movie. No, it's a lot of like, we're there's some there's not a lot of luck in there, right? You know, and, and but when you win, uh. You know, you're on top of the world, right? I, it's the I guess, adrenaline roller coaster, the ups and downs. I guess I've I've just never had. I must be stingy. Uh, I just have never been able to reach back into my pocket and go, "I'm ready to lose more." I've always brought what I'm willing to lose, uh, yeah. and that's it. And I've had fun, but yeah, that that gambling addiction is it's real. Yeah, no. I was with I was with a group. Uh, I won't reveal who you were, but I was with a group who actually called the hotline when they left, telling the hotline, you got to not let me in the casino ever again. Like, oh, I'm like that bad. Like, I lost tonight. I'm done. You got to blackball me. Like, you got to not let me in this casino because I can't help myself. And the hotline has nothing, nothing to do with that. Like, that's not. Oh, that's like, just the gambling help hotline. <laughs> that's right? just yeah. like. Hey, here are the steps in case you're suicidal. Like, I mean, yeah. Or here's some right. Here's, here's some help call. Or here's a here's place a website. you can go. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think casinos can do that though. I've heard of that where you can think, go ask to be like. I think the on, idea like a don't let me in. List. Yeah, that was the idea, but it, it didn't happen. The the hotline. So, mm. yeah, no. 
just, dark place. That's a dark. It's not good. Dark, dark place. Glad, it's, glad you and I. But are why not does there. it? But why does everybody? Ha, but everybody has a slot machine story, right? Every, oh yeah. Everybody's got that slot machine story. I put my last dollar in, and then I won. I hit twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. And you're like, what? How yeah. how did that happen to everybody? That's never happened to me. No, that has not been my experience. I'm not a slot machine guy. No. Moving on, I am also interested from a 30 to 40 year old perspective of you've been dating, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Sean's, I have been, Sean's been dating, and I think this is good for you know people to understand what the dating, especially in my sphere. Most most of my sphere, the people are have been married for a while. You know, popped out a couple kids. What? Been, been out of the game. Yeah, and our dating scene was obviously 10, 15 years ago. What what's the Explain to me, Sean. What what is what does a dating scene look like right now? Even though, ladies and gentlemen, he is off the market. Yes, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, just to clarify. Yeah, so he's so he's you're doing, one he's doing like quite like well. just uh, sociologically thousand you know foot view of like what is dating for millennials. Well, sure, and um, well, again, we have the technical. I'm a millennial. Yes, you are. Okay, thank you. So, just thirty year olds. Let's let's go. Okay, for a thirty year old. Upper upper twenties. Okay, what you're out of college? Hot, yeah, give it to me. I think. Well, okay. So when you were dating, well, mm-hmm. obviously you met your wonderful wife Corey at a young age, so I you did. never had to really mess around with that. You just found I was the perfect woman, and I was then focused. you you stuck tight. So yep. she's not going anywhere. She's gonna marry me. But probably a lot of your, if you had not had the perfect uh, life partner picked out already. Mm-hmm. You probably would have met people at parties or at in your classes in college or like it was a face-to-face introduction of how you interacted for the first time before oh. you were dating. Yeah, right? you, would, you would have to sit on the wall of a party uh, right. try, trying to figure out the scene until, you know, something compatible was able to to, to develop to but it took it took a while i would say it took it took hours it took weeks of right. identifying that friend group does that girl really like me do you think she would like me usually you know for guys like me it's like that hot girl is dating my friend i'll just wait till that doesn't work anymore and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll be the rebound guy Reba- right. rebound play is always always good yeah. you sleep good at night you know it's just around the corner it's gonna mm-hmm. happen you know the you put in the friend work yeah Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like you're friending so hard. I'm friending so hard. Um, I'm giving her all the right advice. I'm listening really you, well. You are the rock, Derek. I, exactly. You are the rock. I'm what he's not doing, and I'm totally aware that that's what he's not doing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever throw in the like? I don't love the way he's treating you in doing that. Well, I, you know, in, as a friend. Well, not in so many words. It's just more of like when the the opportunities arise of like she's complaining, you just kind of nod a little bit stronger, be like, "Yep. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. You, you don't deserve that." It doesn't seem to me that, you know, that makes a lot of sense he would do that to you. That that stinks. And then of course, the other guy is like my best friend and I I try to figure out how to wade the waters through that but you know friends don't really share feelings so it's cool so but yeah no no no. not then no not not in the 90s no don't know how to do it anyways but okay but that point was to get to you were probably meeting in a social setting in face to face and it would not have been weird to you uh for you to walk up to a girl you did not know and talk to her right it would have been uncomfortable and awkward and you're fearing like getting rejected 
sure that you uh you could go do that at that time right I, yeah i would say not as cold I wouldn't. I don't think it'd be as cold as like, hey, I got a cheesy pickup line. No, 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 no. There would, I just there'd be more like, of a there'd be more of an introduction before. But yes, we're in the same room. We're at the same bar. I can. We know each a other. Reason I can figure out a reason to start up a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say dating now. It st- has to start before you're in that room. So I think it's a couple things. So they've got all the dating apps. You know, you've heard of them. Uh, yeah, and it's all online and then you have social media and social media is basically like your this is my life who I am personality resume yeah which this is your you know, profile like for your for your young kids who are about to grow up and be in high school that sucks because mm-hmm. would you want to be judged by what you posted on your Instagram when you were 14 but on if someone thinks you're cool or not but nobody but everybody knows it's still smoke and mirrors, right? Right. We're all aware it's fake. We are all aware it's fake, but, but it's kind of like there the are cover letter some, on yeah. the resume, right? When you're getting, <laughs> you're trying to get that corporate job yeah. that neither one of you or I have ever had. Yeah. But it's the cover letter, like this is the data on who I am. Yeah. So you can make your quick decision on if you're, I'm good enough for you to. Well, you still show up to the interview with a suit on, right? You don't show up in the interview with flip flops and, oh, and yeah. like, you know, gym shorts. Yeah. Yeah, you still right. you still try. You still have to have some sort of decent presentation. Right. So it's the dating profiles or or it's the social media mm-hmm. and then that's the and then you're probably starting with I'm DMing you on social media. I'm texting you. For all the 40-year-olds out there that is called a direct message. That is a direct message. You've heard it, it here. It goes folks. it goes down in the DMs for all the a message my age. that someone has sent you kind of like an email digitally. Yep. But it's on a social platform. Just, so sorry, you would just take, clarify. So you would take that same thing you probably said at the party when you were doing it. Yeah. But you got to get it into that format. Yeah. I think. Uh, and well, then, we'll talk about emojis later, guys. Right. Yeah. And then you, you know, you're trying to start up conversation, build interest, get to know each other, and yeah. go from there. So there's I an, think there's, there's just an a etiquette barrier. to that. I think there is an. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that do it wrong. You hear all the horrible stories about. You know, guys basically like harassing women. Sending uh, things that they shouldn't be sending. Yeah, awful things like that. Which apparently is is it. We're only talking about appropriate dating. Appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so, but then I think there is a little bit of a stranger danger out there in the world, right? So I'm sure that we would love to be able to, whether you meet someone through social media, through a dating app, but then I think the the thing that sucks for our generation is that meeting at a bar randomly yeah. doesn't happen because it's there is a little bit of a stranger danger of like is that more I scary? don't know that person is that more scary to meet someone physically where you 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 don't know their past or you have the resume in front that would make a lot of sense if the resume is readily available before you actually engage deeper right right then you kind of know some background. I think, I mean, sadly, the world is a little bit of a scary place, uh, uh-huh. especially for for women and and young girls, and you sure. have to watch out for inappropriateness and and that type of thing. But uh, so, how do you become unique in your DMs, Sean? How do you become you know appropriately safe? 
I don't know. I, funny always works, right? That stood the test of time. Okay. In every generation. Humor. If you can be funny, I think you can get in there. Or if you have something that you both have in common to talk about, that works. Okay. I'm no, you know, I'm no master. But, and luckily me and my girlfriend, we met the old-fashioned way by working at a water park when we were in high school. Nice. So, hey, that makes it way easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Stick with that. Meet, so. meet with people that you know people. Yeah. Well, but you did do the, you did go on some dates. Yeah, I've been on dates. Did the, did the dating app thing a little bit. That kind of, it's not fun, you know? Yeah, what is, so what is that, what is it, what is the routine of, okay, I'm actually going on this date. What, what, what do we need to know if you're, Uh, if you're planning to go down this road? Okay, so what do you need to know? Like like the steps, like I wouldn't even know. Like, do do we plan to meet at a restaurant? Do we do do I have to wear the red rose, or you know, I have to be identifiable identifiable some way? Well, I guess they know what you look like, but yeah. So on the dating profile, you're gonna like know what they look like. You're probably gonna message through that app for a little while, get to know each other, and then you know when it's appropriate to say, "Hey, would you like to actually go do something and meet?" Um, and I think I've heard that you actually don't commit to the full meal, right? You, you you like to work? that was my strategy because okay. it's like so i'm going in wanting to be a gentleman and pay for that first date right sure but there's also the risk <laughs> that uh th- that person on the other end of the dating app does not actually look at like anything like they did in their profile picture now is and that, that those photos are fake is that funny or is that like a real thing it's a real thing okay and like <laughs> more people are doing it than it you fi- think it is. Is it filters? Is it is it, you know, the filters that kind of clean up the the acne scars and uh make you look like a, you know, a panda like I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, it's I'm I'm just again, I'm I'm throwing things in the lake. I think it's filters. I think some I think there are varying degrees, right? Like you have the horrible catfish uh stories mm. in that movie where it's like, okay, this is actually just a completely different person. <laughs> Uh, How does that even plan to work, though? That's like, what I've always wondered. I don't like, understand. Why, like, what, why would you want to do that? What do you do from the initial and meeting then, of you go, hey, you're not you're not who you say you are? Yeah, that's and, weird, right? And I need to leave. Yeah, that's weird. I never had a completely different person. I would have the... Your photos were, like, photoshopped, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you get there, and you're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So what I would do... <laughs> <laughs> to ward that off so I don't have to buy an entire meal uh-huh. and do that awkward thing for an hour. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not brave enough to be like, your photos aren't really you. I'm going to just no. be nice to you for it, it, this time. And then... Is it like a Uber review? Like, can they actually do like, hey, this person sucks. So, like, you need to watch out. Is there any dating apps that kind of monitor that? I don't know if there is. I think for... Wouldn't that make sense, though? Could they could they engage with like, hey, you know, this is... I guess I guess it would always be negative, wouldn't it? Yeah, any, it would any, always be negative. Yeah, because the five-star reviews would be like, I'm not I'm not letting everybody know that this person's a catch. Like, Yeah, I, well, I want, if I'm, they're awesome, why yeah, would I want I to tell the, other people they're yeah, awesome? Yeah, I caught the catch. Yeah. No, I don't think there is. Okay. Um, so Maybe. what I would do, I would always just say, like, do you want to go get coffee? And then you meet and you talk, casual conversation, and you get to know each other. See, you know, see if the other person can form a sentence and, and that type of thing. But was there was there ever a, a, a quick coffee where you're like, this is just going to end really quick because I know I'm already getting so many signs that this isn't going to work out? 
Yeah, I think just like any, you know, any dating, dating's tough, you know. Well, you're a gentleman, Sean. Yeah. I'm sure there's been many, many interactions where people just go, I'm done. I'm sorry. But I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. No, that- I don't know if I would be brave enough to just completely reject someone. Uh, well, I'm, re- face. I'm really excited that you have found someone who is making you happy right now. And yeah, awesome. um, a lot of fun. She just bought a house. It looks like, and she did. You're, she is you're a, sanding uh, floors. You're you're in. You're yes. You're, we did that. You're doing the typical, you know, dating stuff, which is fun. Is it fun? I guess because yeah, I, I'm having I, a blast. I'm I'm committed, and uh, I'm 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 really thankful that there's no more of the courting, going home, thinking. Yeah. Did I just screw it up? Or oh, does yeah. this person really like me? Doesn't that feel great when you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can be myself. No, I tied Corey down. We can down. hang out and have fun. Like I, she's fig- figuratively, she has to stay with me. So I mean, I, yeah, yeah, right. There's a lot of there's a lot of comfort there. Yeah, there. Well, she shaves your back. <laughs> Thank you. That's love. You know what? It's that's forty years old, Sean. Mm-hmm. You got things to look forward that's to. For, I'm looking forward to it. That's, I'm excited. That's about really it. love. Yeah. Um, but you're a derby kid and you've decided to make Manhattan your home. And I'm, I'm excited to hear like, why is Manhattan special to you? Why, why not just go back home or what was that decision like for you? Yeah. I mean, well, we got done with school and got introduced to you. Uh, you said that I could come, uh, work at Alliance Realty, the greatest, uh, real estate office in the world. Uh, yeah. I I was excited about that. I just checked the stats. I think, yeah, it's still. Stats said greatest greatest. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Still. That's data. 2021. That's data, folks. Uh, Uh, and so that was exciting and cool. And, and I had had an awesome time in Manhattan, uh, and liked it and liked what that lifestyle was and is like and you got to stick around yeah. you know and do it and so now it's just been the metamorphosis of what is manhattan like every year as you get older and and how does it look different i'm definitely not in aggieville nearly as much as when i was what is 21 what are the highlights about manhattan what do you what do you enjoy um about the city that that i you think the city does really well uh, I mean, for the, you know, it's the same thing everyone says, right? For a, a town of our size, mm-hmm. because of the university, we have a lot more activities going on. We have all of our K-State sports going on. That's really cool. But we also get a lot of cool restaurants, a lot of cool. We've got Aggieville. We've got all that stuff going on. We've got, you know, some arts and some concerts that are not coming to a town of our population without that university. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, um, I asked that question because I'm really not interested in that answer. I'm really interested in the next question: is what do we need to stop doing? What do we need to stop doing? What, what do we need? What does Manhattan need to not do any more of? Well, okay, as a as a humble 30 year old, I'll say that yeah, I've lived is... enough life to know that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I will, if you want me to complain about some things, I'm happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Roundabouts are stupid, and we need to stop putting them in. <laughs> Uh, and you can give me the logic on it's faster because you don't have to stop the light, but you can't tell me that more people don't get in car wrecks the first, due to the roundabout. The first roundabout I've experienced was closer to my, my family home, which is on Denison and, uh, no, Fairchild. Okay. And the roundabout is so ridiculous that you... Those you, are the really tiny ones. Right. Yeah. The tiny ones that you actually... It's impossible to do a entire... Like, you can't turn your you car... You can't turn your car that tight. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and then you ever you see every year that someone has drunkenly 
went driven over driven it. over it and the signs down and um yeah and it, people just end up turning left anyways and not really following um, yeah they don't follow not me of course I, I follow all the traffic laws yeah, yeah. Um, but um yeah i would agree it's it's uh it, especially when someone doesn't know how to use the roundabout in a proper way well and just how, like an on-ramp how much of our traffic is commuter traffic from different towns on game oh, days yeah. for events that type of thing absolutely dad from johnson county dropping off his child to the dorms yeah. does not know how to get around your roundabout they freeze they freeze they yeah. slow it down yeah that sucks they don't know what to do with it so fewer roundabouts mm-hmm. would be big i think that's a way we can improve well i hear we got more coming sean yeah. i'm sorry to hear we'll about deal that. with it yeah we'll get through it i just needed to voice my opinion what are you what about you what do you think we need to do you know i love i love our local coffee shops but i think we're done with coffee shops i think we've hit our um capacity of, we have enough coffee shops. i think we have enough coffee shops and they're all wonderful coffee shops there are yeah you know they all have their different vibes and their their different flavors um you know i think there's i i'm not a big um coffee is coffee to me um mm-hmm. whether it's hot or cold that's really the 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 only differential like you know profile that i give a coffee yeah but i think yeah i think what we got is good it works let's That's great let's stop let's stop opening another damn coffee shop on that banks we got a ton of them we do i don't a, know a town with more banks per capita per capita that's right yeah atms all over the place maybe need fewer banks i don't know clearly we need some banks because they keep putting more banks in i don't even know what a credit union does but we need to stop yeah we're done with credit unions yeah well hot seat credit unions that's tough. hot take hot take i, I also I can, don't know what they do I, but you can change my mind though you know where, my, seems you like know where the alliance really is offices you can come right in and talk to me about credit unions now the gears are rolling they should have never put in that second starbucks on anderson mm. because the drive-through that they put in there that's a death trap there's a wreck a day on that bad boy. Well, you know, I think capitalism doesn't really care about the effects of capitalism. Like people getting wrecks. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous, folks. Yeah. And when I am on Anderson going west and I want to go to Starbucks. How do you turn left? You can't get in. Yeah. It's it's it, I, it's impossible. I, I don't even know what to do at that point. Like, what do you do? You can't. You have to drive a mile down the road to try to turn left and, right. and figure out a, a, you can't U-turn. Yeah. Well, if we'd have done this podcast 40 years ago when they were doing the city planning for all of our horrible parking lots and mm. turn-ins, yeah. we could have fixed that. But yeah. it's too late now. And we got this gigantic garage, uh, parking garage going in. Yeah. That's exciting. What do you think about that as a uh, long-time Manhattan resident? Okay. Are you There's, in on that? Or are you out on that? The, well, I'm in in the sense that I'm I I enjoy future thinking and um, I I'm okay with change, especially yeah. Um, because you know, I, I think it's neat to try things and see if they work. Now, my prediction about whether it works or not, I would park in a parking garage. Mm-hmm. Do I get a little annoyed that I'm going to pay a fee? I am, but I'm not so annoyed that I'm I'm going to look for a parking spot, you know, four blocks away. I think there's more people in Manhattan that are going to have a longer learning curve mm-hmm. on that on that. But it will be handy for big events, right? For for more things. Yeah, in you have a game day where it's impossible to find parking or whatever. Right. That's yeah. going to be great for that. 
we just have a culture here in Manhattan that if it's two blocks away, it's too far. Like I got to walk two blocks. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And where I live, you know, it takes me five minutes to get to Aggieville from my house. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I've learned the lesson that walking's good. It's safe. Hey, you don't have to drive compromised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do know people that do not like the aesthetics of it. I do know yeah, people that that's do. Interesting. Aggieville looks very different today it, than even a year ago it did it between dwar- the hotels and the parking garage. It, it dwarfs, um, you know, old, uh, with the rock and what's it called? Rock house. Rock. No. Uh, house. What? What's the rally house? Rally house. Yes. It dwarfs rally house. Yeah. The old Varney's. Yeah. It used to, that used to be like the staple, like at the end of the dry of Moro and, now it just looks really tiny. Yeah, it does look really tiny. Um, but we got the you know, Mary. I'm with you. I'm I'm half in, half out. It's mm-hmm. like innovation, always good. Manhattan cannot stay the same forever. If you're not growing, you're dying type of thing. Yeah, I think People, parking is a public benefit for sure. And especially and an when issue. it, I, especially when it comes to like people come in from out of town, like they need to see. I think they need to see growth. Um, I don't know. I feel like Stillwater has always been kind of very similar college town. Yeah. And I've always liked that. I think we're a little bit more progressive downtown entertainment wise than Stillwater. They might have a bigger union station than we do, but, yeah. um, and their football program is growing. Uh, but I still want to stay ahead of the game with them. I think that, I think Stillwater is an example of, like you said, a very similar town where the university was the driver for that town, uh-huh. but they, the town didn't want to drive with the university. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying they didn't get along. I just mean, I feel like in Manhattan, the yeah. university has plans of ways they want to grow and make K-State better in Manhattan. But I think Manhattan in the business community wants to grow and change at that same pace. Yeah. That's at least my perception. I, I think so. I, I think there's always dreams. I mean, I think people are tired of students leaving to go get jobs in bigger cities or the constant narrative of Manhattan. I'm done with it. I need to move on. Um, now of course there's not enough industry here to keep everybody here, but I think we want to attack that, that narrative, uh, at least feel like that's, that's our, the forefront is keeping the students that do come here with talent. How do we retain them? I think absolutely. Um, so good. I'm glad we solved that. Moving on. The big 12 is in shambles right now. Yeah. That's like, scary. Like, what do you think? Oh, well, I'm scared because my uh, ESPN update is there are some analysts that say, hey, this is this is already so far down the road. The mm-hmm. lawyers have already figured this out. Like, it's coming. Sean, hot take. Okay, so that this happened in, what, 2009? We, we right. were going to conference realign. I was terrified of joining the Midwest the Mountain Midwest Conference. Yeah, no, I terrified. was a, I was a senior in high school waiting to enroll, waiting to be confirmed that I was still going to be going to a school with a Power Five football team. Of course, and I would not have gone here. Yeah, if you like if you leave a Power Five conference, that is not good for the city of Manhattan or no. the university. So we do uh, not, whatever happens, we do not want to be left behind. No, in that. Uh, but then I also think. Does anyone really have any real information, or is this just dog days of summer? ESPN needs something to talk about. Mm. Let's get this That's story helpful. rolling. That makes me feel better. I'm just, 
if Texas and Oklahoma decide that the SEC, first of all, I I feel like we've we've seen this played out already. I, I don't know how the money works, but AM, Nebraska, uh, Colorado, Colorado probably actually had some residual mm-hmm. benefits from the making the change to the Pac twelve. It makes it harder, I think, on those those programs that seem to be a little bit more of a juggernaut in the Big Twelve. But yeah. are they making more money? I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't the, the know metrics what the, are. I don't know enough about the dollars and cents of it. If you would make more as in an SEC, oh, that's what I heard league. this morning. That's what I heard this morning. Is that so? This is all predicated on uh, future TV rights that are coming down the pipe. Yeah, so like the 2025 TV rights deal, I think it is. Maybe? So, yeah, they're saying basically since the SEC, if it becomes this major, major conference, they're going to get all the TV dollars. Right. So Texas, Oklahoma, you just might as well get on board now. So they're saying they can split better. So we can prepare for this gigantic. And they're saying, you know, maybe NCAA, NCAA is going to be a lot weaker than it than it usually has, it maybe go away, and it becomes this three well, or four the, tier uh, mega conference, you know, clash. And I, I don't know how you get rid of the NCAA, but well, I think the way you get rid of the NCAA is you get the Power Five conferences together, mm-hmm. and they just disband the NCAA, right? And yeah. then the NCAA is is stuck just taking care of D two, uh, D three programs mm-hmm. where it is really amateur athletics which I think we've kind of seen that it's not really amateur athletics. It was just professional athletics that you weren't allowed to be paid for. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and I think for athletes, I think it does make sense if you are, if you're asked to go to big 12 or sec, you, you tend to go to sec because, Hey, you know, I'm basically playing against NFL players right now. I need to, yeah. I need to do that. And if uh, you're that good. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but, um, so what, so what happens? Okay. So what is the strategy, Sean? You're, you're the big 12 commissioner. I'm Bob Bowlesby. Yeah. Or, or actually you're the AD of Kansas state. Okay. Texas. Well, first of all, I'm not smart enough to be the AD of K state. No. Right. Uh, but you have seen the writing on the wall, Texas, Oklahoma got a bid. They've, they've invited them to go to the sec. They're going, what, what's your next step? Okay, so if you know they're going, then you need to race into a Power 5 conference, assuming that the Big 12 will be disbanded. Okay. Right? Absolutely. And if we do go to switch from a Power 5 to a Power 4, where the Big 12 is gone and every conference has like 20 teams, Mm -hmm. then you need to go knock on the door of, you know, either the Pac-12 or the Big (sighs) 10. Now, the, the thing that's going to be 10. hard is academically, the Big Ten is not going to want us because we're not prestigious enough for most of their schools. Sure. Now, Nebraska's full of dumb people, so yep. and they got in. So that proof is in the pudding. It's possible. Uh, or you can go pack, right? And then you're dealing with a West Coast situation, right? Could so you, now could you imagine, got, Sean? Every Saturday from here on out, we are watching football games at 9 p.m. at night. I would hate that. It'd be awful. From a viewership and ability to attend most games, we need to shoot for the Big Ten, right? Yep. Um, you hope so Notre, that, you that hope Notre Dame folds into that as well. 
see, I think I think Notre Dame will just try to continue to hold out, and then they'll get they'll just keep trying to get that Notre Dame TV contract money yeah. on their own. God, maybe they can. I don't know. They obviously been doing it that way yeah. for long enough, and yeah. they, and they were they were competitive last year. Yeah, they were competitive last year. So they still have something and, to say. And in terms of their dollars and cents, they have a national viewership due to, you know, the Catholic nature of their university. And yeah. So right. when you grew up Catholic, were you, were you a young no. Notre Dame fan? No, Boston College. I hate, oh, okay. I hate Notre Dame. Always hated Notre Dame uh, for that fact alone is that they need to be a part of a conference. Um, they're uh, privileged. And, uh, you know, just like I hate the Yankees. I hate the, uh, I don't. You, um, you don't want. You don't like cheering for the juggernaut. Team. Yeah, like David Spade said, like I don't, I don't go to a casino and and cheer on the the blackjack dealer. I don't go. Oh, I don't that's go. A good I don't. I don't. Hey, bust him, dealer. All right, yeah. Yeah, way to go. True. No, I'm not that fan. As a young child, yeah, when you're just watching on TV and you don't really know anything about sports, I thought that Notre Dame was awesome and I wanted to go there. Oh. Until poor, poor until my father informed me that it's not actually in Ireland. <laughs> so I thought fighting Irish. I was like, "How cool is that?" There's a college in Ireland you could go to. Yeah. Turns out Ireland has their own colleges. They no. don't play football there. I mean, the name, and uh, I can see and Notre Dame is not in Ireland. It makes a lot of sense why why you get confused about those things. Right. Yeah. I also didn't know it was a Catholic school, and I wasn't Catholic. So. <sighs> I don't know. Many, many different factors. Many, yeah. There's a there's a lot of. But for a moment, there was appeal. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad he corrected you though. Yeah. No. Because um, it would have been funny. It would have been funny if he would just left you to figure that out on your own the hard way. Right. By explaining to your friends right. at, at school, like, no, like they play in Ireland. It's yeah. all, you know, it's got yeah. it's no. got a leprechaun. I promise. On look, the, on look the, at logo. the mascot. Yeah. Like, they they fly from Ireland. It's, it's the Fighting Irish. Um. Yeah. You know, we have a couple minutes left, and uh, I want—I wanted to make sure that we we didn't skip this. And it's your your obsession and respect and love for uh, the Too Fast, Too Furious uh, series, uh, series or uh, dynasty, maybe movie dynasty, movie dynasty, yeah, world, whatever. We're at we're at nine. Is it nine? Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious. Yeah, fast. Are, are they yeah, done? I think nine. They say they're done. They're doing a spinoff with the Hobbs and Shaw with the rock uh, and his character so they can go make it, but it won't be fast and furious. Do anymore. you predict universal maybe developing a, a, its own land for too fast, too furious? Where like, you know, you go to Harry Potter land, you go to, Oh, you go to fast and furious. You go to, fa- you go to fast and furious. Cool. Yeah. I, pretty, pretty I'd ideal, right? Out. I'd check it out. I think we can all imagine what you could do there. Yeah, you get on a roller coaster and it's like you in a Mustang with right. Vin Diesel is the driver and you're just in the passenger seat. They and he hand, says really cheesy lines. Like, they hand you a bag of drugs that you have to hold on to or money yeah. through the ride and that will get you to the next ride. Right. So you're on. That's the tokens. Yeah, you're, you no, want to get to well, the end no, of the movie. No, the tokens are street cred. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. They and actually, then like, while you're on the ride... You're going, uh-huh. and then like right before you take off at the start of the roller coaster, Vin Diesel's robotic character in your car turns to you, and he's like, "I live my life a quarter mile at a time." <laughs> and you're like, and then you just laugh, and then you just scream as you go the- sixty miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the Fast and Furious movies. It makes no sense. I'm not a car guy. Okay. Uh, not. I've never seen the movies. I've seen I've seen the Paul Walker one. 
rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. for sure. Yeah. Paul Walker. Um, I don't know. I think I started watching it as a kid. The first one, I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. These fast driving cars. This is sweet. Great movie. Which is the best one? Oh, that's hard. Is this too hard? It's like picking children. Well, they're all. Which one's your favorite? Okay, kid? so after the the first one, really does not have. It's just like a one off. It should have never been like had a sequel, right? That's like, what it's I supposed understand. To just be like an action movie with some race cars mm-hmm. and a police detective, and there's some crime going on. We solved the crime. Yeah, and then they Stop just came the out of nowhere and made a second one with, with Ludacris. Was that Tokyo Drift? No, so Ludacris. Okay, here's a little inside inside Fast and Furious. Thank you. The director and writer from the first one and the second one was not in any way involved in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay, right. So and it got bad reviews. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was great. Uh, I bet it was a hit in Tokyo. Oh heck yeah, Chrissy yeah. Teigen. Is in that movie. Did you know that? No. But uh, before she was famous, Chrissy Teigen is one of the car girls. Is she a good in actress? Tokyo Drift. Well, she was, you know, she's was a, a different time. She was just supposed to yeah. be in the movie to look attractive. Okay. Well, yeah. Good for her. Uh, and uh, so everyone hated the Tokyo Drift. Not me, but everyone. Mm-hmm. And so they just kind of ignored it and act like it wasn't involved yeah. in the movie. Uh, in the in the series, and then they went on. So in the second one, the all the cast of characters becomes this like super car team. Mm-hmm. But then, as the movies go on through each series, they basically have somehow become like the best special forces driving team in the world. <laughs> hey, and so it, it just depends on which movie whether they're villains that are stealing something from usually another bad guy. Mm. So you can kind of cheer for him mm. or if they've teamed up with the rock and he's some super special cop. Yeah. And now we're sol- saving the world. It is kind of like wrestling in a little bit. Like, you know, we're all okay with these characters. We don't want them to die, but if they do, it's going to be extremely tragic, but they could be villains and your friends at, yeah. any, at any point. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we're, right. and we were, we and can deal what, with it. What outrageous thing is going to happen, but yeah. they're, they're very cheesy movies, but I love them and I enjoy them and, and it's been great to watch. Well, yeah. I'm glad that, uh, you know, you have found what you like, Sean. I, yeah. maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll pick a, 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 a lazy Sunday and, and try to figure this, this whole thing out. Yeah. Sean, thank you for, um, being a good friend and, uh, I love your perspective about life, and mm-hmm. uh, it was good. Uh, there was definitely a lot of topics that uh, I we, we can probably get into later. Yeah, um, and, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for selling real estate. Thanks for being a leader in Manhattan. And uh, guys, thanks for thanks for listening to our detox. Yeah. Any last words? No, thank you, Derek, cool. for being a great friend, great boss, great broker, being the man and starting a podcast is very good. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys.